Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Creator Clubhouse. My name is Prince and I am your host. And today I am sitting here with DJ Ramirez. What up? And we have a very special guest because Vieira is out of town with the rest of our team on a shoot for a client in Big Sur, California. So today we have Tessa on the show. What's up, Tess? Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. So if you guys were with us at Creator Clubhouse at the Sony event, then you'll remember Tessa. Uh, Tessa made a cameo and she was a big hit. Uh, <laughs> crowd, I mean, literally the crowd went wild. And so yeah. we're super, we're super excited. She's we're kind ex- of a local celebrity. We're expecting to see much larger numbers on this episode. <laughs> Uh, since we have Tess in the building, so we're quite we're quite excited about it. So we're ex- let's I mean let's hop into it. Let's get it. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about curating a life that works for you, as well as how to edit your friend group. Uh, we've been having lots of conversations lately with various people, creatives, uh, and just friends uh, about surrounding themselves with the right people, people sucking energy. And even on the client side, we're going to hop into the client side. Uh, There's certain clients, you know, that take up a lot of energy, clients that are just soul sucking um, and how to deal with that. So, yeah. 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 We'll jump in. Um, So I think for me, a big thing that I've been just more aware of is like, as I have to get more structured with my day and like my time, and energy, all of this stuff, I have to be like very aware of how I feel after hanging out with people. And it's just like fast food. It's like when you eat fast food, you know, you're going to feel like trash after. And sometimes you're just like, yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway. But like with people, it's the same way. Like, I really think it's super important to pay attention to how you feel after hanging out with them. And you're like, if it makes you reevaluate your life, then maybe those aren't the right people. And I think that that we only have 24 hours in a day. We only have a set amount of energy per week. You should be surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that are giving you life or that help create balance and like stability and all of these things in your life. And it is good to have that one, you know, I feel like everyone has that one crazy chaotic friend. Like sometimes you need that energy, but like you might not need that energy every weekend (laughs) (laughs) because yeah, it just, it, it, it might not work out for you. Absolutely. I think also, I mean, talking about uh, after them, like after you hang out with them, how your energy feels, but also like, do you have to pump yourself up to even like go hang out with them? Do you have to kind of psych yourself up to have those conversations? For sure. Uh, a, a famous philosopher once said, uh, more life, more everything. Uh, Drake Drizzy Rogers. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> but no, absolutely. I, I think, I think doing, uh, well, first of all, why does it matter? Why does curating your, your friends, why does curating the places you visit, why does curating your life matter? Uh, why does editing your friend group matter? I think it matters because it, it, it weighs on you. We have like this energetic field around us. And when you're around and, and we've all feel this, we can all resonate with this. When you spend time with people that uh, make you feel good, you feel recharged. You feel, you feel full of more life. You, yep. you know, you're more excited. Uh, they pump you up about your ideas um, you know, they gas you up. We kind of talked about that, you yeah. know, a week or two ago. They challenge you. I think that's a good one too, is they challenge you. If you don't have people in your life 
that are pushing you to be a better person, to get smarter. Like if you don't have people around that are challenging you or you look around your circle and you're like, I'm the top dog in this circle, you should probably find people and sure. keep them around you that, that make you want to be better. Mm-hmm. Well, the challenging, uh, even even more important, I think, than, than challenging would probably be they call you out on your, your bull, yep. your, your BS. Yep. They And they can see... You know, when you're high, when you're hanging out with people that are uh, on that level, on a higher level or push you and do these things, a lot of times, you you know, you need people that can also see your shadow. They can see the, the your weakness, your pain points, yep. and they can they can talk to you about that and say, hey, like I notice you always say these things, but then you create a lot of blockages and, and a normal friends not going to say these things to you. A normal yep. friends just going to look at you and, and, and maybe think it. Uh, and that doesn't help. Like it does. And it, you know, I think true friends, good friends can, can give constructive criticism in a, in a great way. Uh, that's really helpful. That's cause the love, the love's there. Exactly. That's yeah. the difference. That's the difference. Uh, I know I'm very forward with my friends and my friends are very forward with me, but it's all love. We know it's not coming from a place of ego. It's coming from a place of love and it's all about bettering us all yep. as a collective whole. Um, and so your your life, your relationship, your business, like all of y- your life benefits 360 by raising the, you know, raising your squad up uh, and, and, and surrounding yourself with better uh, people. And so I guess that's why it matters. What do you think? What are some of the negative downsides, DJ, uh, that you've experienced surrounding yourself with people that just weren't right for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, any stories, (laughs) I'm sure there's some, um, no, I think it's just like an energy. It's an energy suck. Like there are just certain people that like pull and they like, it it comes from a place of like really needing something. And, and I'm sure I've been this person too, but it's like, there's a point where for me, I'm like, I'd rather be by myself than having like things that take. And there's a lot of people in my life that are like, they need, they need something. They approach with like a need and that's okay. Like a lot of the time, but if there's enough people doing that all at once, like you start to feel kind of empty. And that's where I'm like, I need to be really protective because I want to give, I want to help. Like I want to be there for people, but it's also like you can't pour out or give to anybody if your cup's empty. And so there has to be certain people that you keep in your life that you get filled up with, or even just being alone. Like you can fill up, you can recharge by yourself, but if there's enough people taking at a certain point, you're going to be empty and you have nothing to give. And then it just becomes this, this like take, take, take thing. And you start to resent people. And that's not, that's not a healthy place to be. For sure. Yeah. And I, there, I mean, there are those people that you, you're constantly giving and giving and giving of your, your time or your advice or, um, your energy and they, you give, give, and they take, take, take. But also whenever you spend time with those people and they suck those, that energy out of you, um, you don't have time for the people that you like truly care about. Like if I go to lunch with somebody, I could have had lunch with somebody who like I really care to foster that relationship with, but instead uh, all my energy is gone. So I can't really um, put that time and effort into other relationships because I'm just drained. Yeah. Um, but it's also just, just time. Like as adults, we have hardly, I mean, 
the, the time that we put into our relationships, I feel like is super special because we just have all these other responsibilities. Yeah. And, um, so just taking care of like the time that we do have and give to people is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think there's some extremely, extremely, uh, poor situations you can find yourself in by hanging out with the wrong people. You know, I know five years ago I found myself getting pushed from behind in a bar because I was hanging out with some knucklehead who, you know, he was just like a casual friend that would always kind of be in the group and we'd go out to the bars and stuff. And this guy, uh, just like to start things. And all of a sudden I just found myself in the middle of of one of his chaotic situations, you know, and, and, uh, you can find yourself in a lot of interesting, uh, positions like that by hanging around the wrong people. And so I think it's extremely important to, uh, choose your friends wisely. And like you were saying, it's so important to protect that space. Uh, I know for myself personally, I've seen the largest, um, leveling up we talked about leveling up a few weeks ago one of the biggest ways that i was able to level up was by leveling up my friend group by leveling up with higher quality people people that are that cling to my beliefs uh we have matching beliefs um and we're all at different levels but the beliefs bring string us together when we're young it's kind of weird we have like these friend groups sometimes especially right out of college and, and it's like it's like your fun friend group but you when you really do a review. And I think we should be reflecting and reviewing more things more regularly. Like after you hang out with someone, you should probably ask yourself, like, do I have more energy? Yes or no. Was that fun? Yes or no. Uh, and you know, whatever criteria, but you should probably ask yourself a few questions after you hang around people and you can start being a lot more aware of, of, of whether they're, they're good for you or wrong for you. But a lot of times we're at a college, you know, at least for me, I had this friend group where, they were my quote unquote friends and I'd go out with this group, like, you know, work all week, work hard. And then Friday night, Saturday night, I'd go out with this group of friends and we were all friends, but like, we just kind of drank and had like fun together, but there really wasn't, uh, you know, some of them we were close, but there was a lot of people that I was spending time with that I just didn't resonate with. Like I would never hang out with these people sober, would never want to like just have them at my house hanging out talking would never invite them to get coffee or anything like that and I had to really take a look at my friend group and it was kind of difficult because uh you know these people love me I love them uh but at the same time I just realized it wasn't the right group for me um and I had a lot of other friends that I'm like I should like that I don't spend a lot of time with that are much higher quality people uh and people that are much more in alignment and it kind of goes back to we're all on different paths. And sometimes when you're on a path, you have to like, you have to unload the car and drop some people off yeah. and hot to, 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 to go on this next road because they're not meant to be on yeah. that journey and you'll pick up new friends on that path. And that's what I've realized as I've gone through life and as I've grown and as I've chosen to uh, elevate myself, I find myself dropping friends off and picking new friends up. Yeah. Uh, and then it's a trip. So I, I go back. It's yeah, not like, it's not like I'm leaving. Again. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like I'm like, Oh, like goodbye. We can't hang out ever again or anything like that. It's more just like, Hey, like you don't need to be, I don't need to see you weekly, daily. Yeah. Uh, maybe I need to see you once a month. Maybe I need to see you once a year. Maybe I need to see you quarterly. It just really depends. Um, and I think it's okay to keep people at a distance yeah. like that. Yeah. I like your car analogy. Cause I do feel like 
it's like you're going somewhere in life and you want to be going, you want to have people around you that are going to the same place. And you only have so many seats in a car Mm -hmm. and you want to look around and be like, okay, we're on the same wavelength. We're going the same place. And it doesn't mean you can't hang out and have time with these other people, but you should be able to look around and be like, is this somebody that I want to keep around and somebody that I want to be like, because you are the sum of, you know, the, your five closest friends or whatever. And I really think that that's true. So you should be able to look around and be like, do I want to be like this person? And obviously everyone has negative and positive qualities. And I think for ourselves, we should be striving to be our, the best version of ourselves, but you really, you can't do that. If, if you're pouring out all your energy or if you're out partying every weekend, like you're not thinking about how do I be a better person? You're like, you know, (laughs) how am I going to get, what, what bar am I going to? And what, how are we going to party? What crazy situation are we going to get caught up in? And that's fine. I I really feel like sometimes you just need to do that and you just need to send it. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But when you get into that cycle of doing that every single weekend, it's like it starts to become unhealthy and the things that like the conversations have no substance because you can like barely hear each other over, you know, music mm-hmm. or whatever. Or it's like with some incoherent, even like, you know, a good person when they're drunk is probably not the best version of themselves. And that's OK. Like, it's totally fine if that's the vibe. But like sometimes people are really awesome. Yeah, when they're drunk for sure. There. Well, yeah, they, they <laughs> let go. But. It's like you want to be, I feel like life is like building and there's sometimes where it's like you're, it's like building a house. You're building, building, building and certain things that you do, you're building and sometimes you just need to cut loose and get wild. But like you want to be surrounded with people that you can trust, people that you feel like that you want to be like, you're, you're building like connections to all of these people. And sometimes there's just that one friend that's always like running somewhere bad or like taking or doing some crazy thing and it's like there's all every friend group i feel like there's always that one person that's just like wild and that's okay but it's like do you need to be with that person all the time for sure i I think for me i know that as i especially when i stopped drinking for a long time um you kind of see who is is you can you can see who's in pain really like the people that are really drinking a ton a lot of times they're in pain uh and it hurts. And I've noticed that a lot of the people that I hang around now, like we'll have a few drinks and no one, like no one's trying to get drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's just having a few drinks and having great conversation. Yep. And, and we, you know, you talk a lot about getting your cup filled. I mean, I always leave with my cup full yep. and it feels so good to, to have genuine. Cause it's, dude, we want to be social. Like we want to go out. We're young. I mean, we want to go have a good time. Um, but you can do that and, yeah. and, 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 and you can do that without, uh, it being an energy suck and yeah. being a, a complete waste of time and, and not something that really empowers you or adds any value to your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, going back to what you said about your, you're the sum of your five closest friends. Sometimes I, I feel like I've seen things in myself, like, start to bubble up and I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I like that about myself. And so I have to kind of evaluate who my closest people are and be like, Ooh, somebody probably needs to be cropped or edited. 
out of my life. Using some photo terms. Just yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. You're like, some people need to be in focus and some people might just need to be the bokeh yeah. in the background and <laughs> or just completely cropped out. And I don't think you should feel bad about that. Like some people need to be clone stamped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a little edits. No, it, it's you shouldn't feel bad about that because it's like it's your energy, it's your life, and and you're not cutting people off and completely letting them them go. But you need to protect your energy, and you you need to have a full cup because there are the really important relationships, like a relationship with your spouse, that's like the most important thing. And if you have nothing to give them, then then that puts you in like a bad place. And I'm sure you've probably experienced that. Tess is married. Um, and like you want to, you want to protect that. Like it's really important. And so if people are sucking all of your energy out and you have nothing to give the most important people in your life, mm-hmm. then you're kind of left in a weird spot. Yeah. I know I've said this concept before, but I am the picture maker. My life is a movie and I'm going to choose the characters, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can either be the architect of your life and be the director and and choose the scenes in your movies and choose the characters in your movies, or you can be the reactor and just, and and just constantly be reacting. And these people are just here and you're just constantly finding your yourself at these places with these people Mm -hmm. and you're never in control. And, And they're two different life paths. Uh, and I think curating, like if you really want to be the director of your film and you have goals and you have things you want to do, then you really got to curate your friends and curate these places. So going back to software, you have different software for different things, right? You have Photoshop for uh, a different type of editing than Lightroom. You do different things, right? Different tasks. You have uh, Final Cut, you have Motion, or you have Premiere and After, After Effects. Effects. And I look at these programs like like my friend circles. I have different. I don't have just a single friend circle. I have so many friend circles. I got circles all over the place. They're Must so nice. di- they're so diverse. Uh, I have like my adventure crew. I have my philosophy. You know, philosophize and talk about politics crew. I have my finance guys. I have my. Uh, business entrepreneur crew that I meet up with once a month. Um, I have all the, I have my wise men. I have like a group of older guys that I meet with, uh, you know, twice a month where I have conversations with various things. Uh, and then I have like my core friend group and my core friend group kind of embodies all of that. Uh, but then I have like these niche circles um, where there's some really, really top notch, amazing people within these circles Uh, And it's all and it's all love. And I think uh, when you have a diverse group of friends like that, I think it gives you a lot of perspective, too. Uh, And it allows you to allows you to relate. I think it's allowed me to relate with a lot of people because I hang out with so many different types of people. And it's helped polish myself because I'm not you're just getting different perspectives. Yeah. You know. I, I think the reason too that you're able to make friends like that is because you have something to give. And like I think it's okay to take time to sit down and like evaluate your circle and be like, okay, maybe like this relationship needs a break for a little bit because I need to fill up. But when you come into a room full of people and instead of being like, I need to be validated. I need to be taken care of. I need someone to hype me up. Instead, you're like, I'm here to be of service. And I feel like that's how you enter places. 
it, it, it's a different energy and people see that, especially people who operate at like a really high level. They're like, cool, this guy is not here to take. He's here to give. Um, it, it becomes like the posturing of that relationship is different and people view you in a different way because there's people who take and there's people who give and then there's people who are neutral. I feel like it's like almost like the ion thing. It's like yes. you walk into a room and it's like givers and takers like come together and then like to get, and it's just like, you can kind of see it. And if you see, I don't think people should be like categorized necessarily just like that. Cause there's obviously like nuances and emotions right. and we're human. It's a great generalization. Yeah. Though. But it's like when people see that in someone else, they're like, wow, okay, this person is a giver and I need to keep them around. And I experienced that a lot. I'm sure you experienced that a lot too, Tess. It's like where people are like, oh man, we should, we should totally connect like after this thing or after this networking thing, or I want to know more about this, or I want to know more about that. And I, my, my, uh, like way to keep that safe i guess and to protect my own energy mm -hmm. i have like two days a week that i'm like okay i'll go out for coffee and i'll meet somebody or like i i'm like okay on mondays and or on tuesdays and wednesdays from this time to this time like i'm down for coffee meetings and that's how i keep my own like my time with my kids like sacred and i keep my own personal time sacred and i'm like i can meet with people at these times and that's it's not like my schedule's not that rigid, but that's to protect. That's my own thing to protect my own energy. Mm -hmm. And then like the people, then I'm like, okay, then I can add in all these other people and we can like mix it up. Mm -hmm. But I just don't, I don't want to be surrounded by people that are always taking because I know my own self. And when I'm empty, like I'm not the best version of myself. I feel like that's really smart. And honestly, that's something that I could definitely be better at is just saying no or setting those boundaries. Cause there's, I mean, when you want to play, you know, when you're a people pleaser and you want to like help other people or when they want to pick your brain about different things yeah. or just like, or, or even just have a conversation that you're like, okay, this conversation is going to drain me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Setting those boundaries for yourself and, and just putting it down. Like maybe I do have time, but I don't have time for that. Yeah. Like I have time for other people, like other things and other activities and stuff like that and not feel bad. Like sometimes I'll tell people, Oh, I don't necessarily have time for that this week. But then I feel bad if I'm like on Instagram and I'm like going and doing something that's like not work related or, yeah. not, or you know, I'm like hiking. And, and so I, sometimes I'm like, Oh, well maybe they'll see that I did have time. I just didn't have time for them. But like, Sometimes that's okay. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. okay to like protect well, yeah. your Instagram. Time. Instagram is not, that's the other thing too, is like, my personally, my Instagram story is like not a real reflection of my life because mm -hmm. there's like a lot of other stuff that I do, but obviously I'm not going to be posting me up at 2 a.m. editing mm -hmm. a deck because it's like not cool or whatever. It doesn't matter. But like mm -hmm. to me, it's like I share a lot of stuff where I'm like out with my son because mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to remember that mm -hmm. and like keep it, it for me. My story is like things that I want to keep memories of and mm -hmm. like remember. I'm like super forgetful, mm -hmm. so like I'll look back through my story and be like, "Oh, this was a great time. Like this was good." Mm -hmm. And so, I don't think that's a reflection. And and honestly, if people, unless it's like client stuff or whatever, but if people are like, "Oh, if someone were to bring that up to you, that would be like." to me an immediate like yeah you're cut off like mm -hmm. if yeah. they were like oh well it looks like you had time or right. that like we talked about this a little bit prince that like kind of desperate like needy energy Ugh. is like <laughs> it, it is the worst in, in business 
and in life it's Uh the worst kind of energy if somebody were to bring that up to me i'd be like got it like that's i don't i don't want that in my life because that's like it's taking but it's almost like they feel entitled to your time where Mm -hmm. like they're like well that was my thing or that Mm -hmm. was it and i'm like no like my life is my life your (laughs) life is your life and if you're gonna try and take like forcibly take or like emotionally guilt trip me into something yeah we're i'm good like i don't need that or invite yourself yeah to something or an outing yeah Uh, yeah I i think the that desperate energy it's a it doesn't work i think a lot of people like like consciously use that desperate energy thinking like almost it's like a tactic yeah to get to get their way um and it just doesn't work it really doesn't work that way it doesn't work with uh clients you know if you go to a client there's nothing worse than someone being desperate to work with you uh or being desperate to get your business that like it's you repel yourself from people that way. Um, people can sense that energy. It's a really weird, funky energy. Uh, so if you're desperate, like you need to take a step back and, and ground yourself and really think about what it is you want. What value do you bring to the table? Like yep. there's a lot of people that, that want things, but what value do you bring? Right? Yep. If you want to elevate your friend group, but you don't know how you're, you're trying to hit up, uh, let's just use an example you want to hang around better creators. And so you're hitting up some creators. Maybe uh, you're hitting up creators that have a hundred K you got, you got 3000 followers and your content's okay. Uh, and I'm just going to use this as an example, but yeah. you're, you're hitting up guys with 150, 200 K in your city and you're trying to hang out with them. Uh, and maybe they hang out with you one time, you know, to be nice. And, and then you realize they're not, you know, they're not hitting you back and you keep hitting them up. And, uh, a lot of times they don't want to hang out because you don't, what value do you bring to the group? A lot of times you come in, you're an out, you're, you're a new person and you're just kind of taking, you're just kind of sucking energy and you're, and you're messing with the vibe. There's already a set vibe that works and people are, even whether they know it or not, people are consciously or subconsciously very aware and, 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 and protective of their space. And I know I'm that way and I have no problem. I, in the past, I used to give my energy to anyone and everyone and it exhausted me. I would exert all my energy. I'd come home and my, you know, uh, my fiance, um, at the time she was my girlfriend, she'd want to hang out and do something. And I would just be depleted yep. because mm-hmm. everywhere I went, I would just give my energy. Someone stops me on the street and I would just give them my time, talk to them for 30 minutes take two steps, run into someone else, talk to them for 20 minutes, yep. do this, get my work done, then run into someone else. Or someone hits me on Instagram when I jump on a phone call and I was just so, cause I have a big heart and I, and I like to, I like to help people and I genuinely love people, but I realized it was, it was killing my energy and, and I wasn't having the energy to do the things that I wanted to do. And I was finding myself constantly exhausted. And so I think if you really want to elevate your friend group, a practical way, you know, from a creator standpoint to go back to that analogy is if you got 5,000 or a, a followers and your content's okay, maybe hit up the guys in your city that are at 10, 15, uh, not hundred, 200, uh, and, and, and work your way up and, and show value. And, 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 and I think that's the greatest way to enter, enter a circle is to, uh, you know, think about what are you bringing to the table? You know, you got to ask yourself, like, why would these guys, want to, you know, or these girls, why would they want to hang out with me? Why would they want to walk? Cause within each of these groups, they're like little packs, they're little wolf packs. Uh, and you got to really think, what am I bringing to the table? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, 
it's important to to think like that but i think the biggest thing is like really taking some time if you're like in a place where you're like i really want to edit the people i'm around and like i'm i look around my circle and i don't want to be like anybody in my circle right now or like we're out doing crazy stuff every we're out drinking every weekend or whatever or or maybe you're just like feeling completely alone but i think the the best thing that you can do is like really take some time and be introspective and be like, is my cup full? Look around and be like, who are the people that when I hang out with them, I feel the most filled up. And number one, how do I give back? So if that's the case, like I would make a list. Like I, I do this. I'm a, I'm a list maker. I draw things out in my notebook. Cause I'm like, I need to visually process what I'm feeling. And so I would write down the people that give you the most energy and then be like, okay, th- these are the people I want in my inner circle. And then it's okay to have an outer circle, but it's like, these are the people that fill me up and that there's like a equal give and take in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, how can I be of service to those people specifically? Mm-hmm. And what can I bring to the table for them? Because I know they fill me up. So the exchange is like even there. So it's not like you're just take, take, taking. Right. But it's like with these people, we have a give and take where we sit down and I feel fulfilled they feel fulfilled and I walk away feeling like I didn't just eat fast food, but maybe it's like, you know, I feel like I just had a sa- a good salad, a good nice arugula <laughs> salad with some goat cheese and cranberries and candied walnuts. And it's like those people make you feel good. You make them feel good and it's a healthy balance. So this is my inner circle. This is my outer circle. And then there's other people where it's like, Hey, this person's taking a lot or maybe you're the person taking a lot and you're like, I don't want to be that. So mm-hmm. get introspective and be like, what mm-hmm. can I bring to the table in these friendships? How can I build? How can we build something together? Mm-hmm. And then like edit it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I don't think you should feel bad about that. If somebody yeah, is no. yeah. reckless with their energy, if they're taking a lot, it's like you want to build the ones that are really important. And if mm-hmm. you have somewhere to go in life, if you have goals, if you're motivated, then I think that's totally okay. And I think that... um Along with that, if if you if you are filled up and the people in your circle are filling you up, then whenever somebody in that circle needs you to fill them up, if they go through something really hard, you have capacity the capacity to help them with that. Versus if you're just giving away your energy to all these other people, you don't have the energy to really dive into that relationship and give them what they really need from you. Because if, hmm. if they need something, if they're a close enough friend to you, then probably they're going to come to you with like hardships and things that they need help with. And if you don't have the mental or emotional capacity to deal with that, then you won't be able to give them what they really need. Hmm. Absolutely. That's good. Um, I think another thing is too, uh, if you're, if you're someone who has a lot of hobbies, a great way to fill your cup is by doing these hobbies and these things that you love. And a lot of times if you constrict yourself to like a certain friend group, you alienate yourself from these hobbies. And so because you're hanging out with these friends and these friends, they like to, you know, day drink, ride bikes and slackline and you love fishing and archery and hiking. Yeah. Uh, your cup's not going to be filled if you're hanging out with them all the time because you're never going to get a chance to do those things that you love. And so I think it's really important if you if you do have a lot of hobbies. And I know a lot of young people are active and, and have hobbies. I think it's youngsters. I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, myself included, I have a lot of hobbies. And so it's really important to me 
to have, you know, to find, to seek people out that do the things that I enjoy. And, and then that's another reason why I think I have such a vast group of friends is because I, I seek people out that do things that I enjoy. Cause I found myself at one point in my life, uh, with a very empty cup and I was angry and I was in, in my excuse in my head, it was like, I never have the, I don't have the time to do the things I love to do. I don't have the time. And the reality was I have the time. My time was being hijacked, yeah. you know, and I was allowing it. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't in, in, and I just wasn't in control. I was, I was, like I said, I wasn't the picture maker at that point in yeah. my life. I was just reacting to life around me. But once I became the picture maker, uh, I took back my time and I started reallocating my time and I, and I divvied that up between these different people that I would do these different activities with. And I started realizing that I was so much more full, uh, inside and I became a much better friend, you know, to everyone, mm-hmm. uh, a better fiance, a better everything. Um, and so by, by doing that, it's an easy way to just elevate your life is just by being around the right people, uh, and making sure that you're making time to do the things that you love to do and finding, you know, those people to do them with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's super important to, to be willing to do, if you have things you really want to do, be willing to do them by yourself and like be okay on your own. I really think a big For part sure. of being a good friend and being just like, it's being okay. Like if you had to go out and do something alone right now, would you be comfortable with that? Would you be comfortable in silence on a hike? And if you wouldn't be, you should probably push yourself to do it because you might have a lot of thoughts and like things that you need to work through. But I think the first step to being like a really solid friend is being okay on your own because, Mm -hmm. because that's, that's the marker of like, do I need another person to feel fulfilled in relationships and friendships and life? It's like, if you need that other person to be okay with going out on a hike or to be okay with going out on a mountain bike ride, Mm -hmm. like maybe you should just do it on your own. And I like to push myself to do things like that to just like almost like test myself. And I'm like, okay, do I need this? Do I need to drink to, to, feel to relax Mm -hmm. if that's the case then i'm not going to drink right because i don't want something i don't want that alcohol to be a crutch for me to live my life i don't want another person another friend to be a crutch for me to go mountain like because then if they're busy one day then what do you do Mm -hmm. and it's like just go do the things that you would do have your hobbies have your life and if Mm -hmm. people want to come on board it's a very it's a very different energy it's like it's like if you're on the bus and you're like waiting at the stop for somebody to come in the bus is never going to go anywhere until the people come on but it's like now your bus and your destination like where you're going is limited to the people like what if they're running late what if they decide they don't want to go and you could just sit at the stop the whole time just waiting for the people to get on or you could be like hey bus is leaving if you want to get on you can get on if you don't that's cool we're still going to the same destination anyways so if you want to be a part of this journey you can be a part, but it, we're, yeah. it's not reliant on other people because I feel like it's almost like a net. And it's like if all you're ever doing is waiting, you get all tangled up in all of these other people's bullshit. And then mm-hmm. it's like you're never going to go where you want to go. But if you're just going to go anyways, set your intention and just do it. Mm-hmm. And if people join, they join. I feel like it also has to do with kind of that desperation thing yeah. that you that we were talking about earlier that if you are so desperate to have someone with you all the time, then it's going to start seeming like you're the one that's just take, take, taking instead of just being content with doing something on your own. And I've, I'm in my own life. I've, I've been 
attempting to do that too. I, I tend to sometimes fill silence with podcasts or music or something, which of course, like those things are great and, you know, learning new things and music and stuff is wonderful. But sometimes you just really need to like be with yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of my very best friends just went on a whole trip in Arizona, like hiking by herself, 100%. And, um, and I was like, that's so admirable to just like take off on your own and just be with yourself and with your thoughts and not try to like drown out your um any like hardships or um any thoughts just be alone yeah be your I, own damn friend mm-hmm. i can <laughs> i can right. relate i can relate big time on that i know when i when i was living downtown i just moved back to boise um and i don't it didn't come from a place of like taking but i think we're just we're naturally like we're social creatures, especially like if you went to college, like I was, you're pretty much surrounded by people. All, like I was in a fraternity. I was surrounded by people 24 seven. I always, always had friends around. There was always one or two guys hanging out. Like you, it was rare that you were just ever alone. Mm. And so all of a sudden I found myself in a situation to where I felt uh, like immobile. Like I couldn't do Like I was just sitting in my apartment downtown, you know, waiting for someone to hit me up or waiting to see, you know, waiting to see what's going on. And, 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 and you, I found myself kind of like waiting to see what's going to go down and like, okay, like, Hey, you guys want to do this? Okay. Like, yeah, we could be up for that. You know, let's see who else wants to join. And yeah. you just, I was constantly waiting and I, and I got to this point where I was like, I need to push myself outside of my box. And I was like, what's the, uh, cause I would go do things. I'd go skate by myself and go ride my bike. But I was like, but it was like the social thing. And I was like, the most challenging thing for me is going at the time was just going out to eat or like going to a bar by myself during yeah. the day. Just go have a drink by yourself. Cause I remember always looking at those people and being like, Oh, that's so sad. They're by themselves. Yeah. Like, Oh, like as if like <laughs> just because they're alone, they don't have any friends. And I learned so much about myself and I, it, it helped me so much with my confidence to just be able to just go out into the world and go sit at a nice restaurant and be by myself and order a meal and sit there and eat while every and be the only person sitting by themselves. You know, is it just you? Uh, yep. And, and being proud and being, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. me. Like, not like it's some, some pity thing. I'm here by choice. Yeah. It allowed me to, to, to learn a lot about myself by spending just more time with yeah. myself. But it also allowed me to meet tons yeah. of people like by not having, cause groups are so intimidating. So when you show up in these packs you you pretty much alienate a lot of people. People yeah. are like, oh, okay, you can't pierce that, and so it's like everyone's like kind of in these yeah. these bubbles. Like you're in one large bubble, and there's a bunch of small bubbles yeah. within that. Mm-hmm. And when I was by myself, I ended up meeting some of the most amazing people. I had yeah. some of the most amazing conversations, and I wouldn't even some some people were friends that ended up becoming friends. Some people is just a one time yeah. insane conversation with some guy from out of town or some lady I met at the bar or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and I find that so thrilling and it, and it got to a point to where it, was, it became a game yeah uh to where i love it was so it was so refreshing to just go out into the wild and it's like let's go pop into this spot see like you know see what happens who yeah. might be there who might i meet you know and a lot of times i end up having really really fun times mm-hmm. I, I i think that confidence comes from being willing to do it alone and being your own like i was saying before be your own damn friend like if you feel like you don't have quality people around you like be your own friend first second thing be a if you want good friends like solid friends then be a good friend and like if if you start to attract that 
And it's the same thing. It's like when you're confident in yourself, when you actually like yourself, when you feel fulfilled and all of these things on your own, you start to attract the right people, make room for them, create distance with people that are taking a lot. And and maybe it's not a thing where it's like they need that distance forever. And maybe it's a thing where you find that balance later on. But it, I think the the biggest thing that I'm trying to say is it, it's okay to edit your friend group. It's okay, And it's also okay to not need anyone and to just be happy just yourself and, and yeah to be unique yeah like like it's a puzzle and so if you want to come into a new group you have to fit and to fit you have to be yourself if you can i've had so many people over the years that try to come into uh, a group of friends and they try to be someone else they try to be me or they try to be someone else and they try to speak like them and they try to act like them and it's like and it's weird it's like yeah. hey you're cool just calm down just be like <laughs> yeah. be be you uh, and I think by just embracing who you are, like, then you uniquely fit into whatever mm-hmm. circle that you're in. Yeah. But I think we, but we live in a society to where like we're, we're, we look up to people. And so we're trying to, you know, be more like them and, and act like that. And sometimes I think that backfires and, and I think that creates a lot of internal conflict and your character ends up being awkward and weird because it's not authentic. And it's just like, that dude's kind of mm-hmm. weird. And it's like, you're not really weird, but you're only weird because you're not being yourself. You're trying to be something you're not. And we all can feel that. We're not going to say it to you because we're all nice, kind people. Yep. But we can feel that you are not being yourself. And it's, you know. Yeah, I, I think that kind of goes back to, I think, sometime last week uh, during the podcast, you said something about um, if you don't have something unique to bring to the table, then you're just an echo. And so, yeah, 100% just being yourself that don't just try and be some other person. But then also if you, if there's certain kinds of friends that you feel like you want, this goes for like friends and significant others, really anybody that you want in your life. Um, I probably say this too much, but if somebody comes to me and they're like, I want a guy or I want a friend or whoever that's going, that wants, um, that seems like this, like you have to be the person that those people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a friend group who doesn't just go out and party all the time or her once who's super creative or, you know, is really adventurous, like you have to be the person that those people are also looking for too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. We talk a lot about being magnetic. Like when you become your highest self, you become magnetic. And when you're magnetic, people want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you're magnetic, it doesn't matter. It's like, being magnetic is the only thing that I've seen that allows you to escape social, social hierarchies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, at, at, at totally, I, I've seen, there's people, I know people that are poor that hang out with super rich people that normally, I mean, norm, I mean, re- the reality is we live in a structured society. Yeah. Normally wealthy people hang out with wealthy people. And like, there's these, there's these, these groups, there's a hierarchy, especially like in big cities, like New York city, you go out mm-hmm. in like a town like New York and it's very like, there's a hierarchy. But when you're magnetic, I see people skip. It. People can flow yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And, 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 and people at all levels are so happy to have them, to be in their presence, to hang out with them. They want to hang out with them. Wealthy people are calling up the dude. You know, hey, it's all good. We got you. We're flying you out. Like, yeah. it's going to be a blast. We're yeah. going to have a good weekend. We're going to the Bahamas. Don't even worry about it. We got your trip. Like, let's go. Well, and that's where I think really loving and knowing and understanding yourself 
make all the difference in the world because you can break those those boundaries because you know you know you have something to offer whether it's like an age boundary or whether it's like the social class boundary or like whatever like I feel like I've been able to just kind of flow through different stages of life and I know that I can get along with a lot of different people number one I'm, I'm staying educated like I'm reading all the time and can carry on a conversation but also just like I'm confident that if like if I was in a group of people and like two people decided that they wanted to have a conversation and just like leave I'd be totally chill just like hanging at a bar hanging at a restaurant doing my own thing and and like I have no problem being alone I have no problem being with other people but it's funny that like that thing that that energy of like not needing it is more attractive because you're just like, yeah, I, I'll do this on my own. I'll go mountain biking on my own. I'll go hike on my own. Like, I'll go to a party on my own. I'll go to a social group, networking thing. I have no problem with that. And I don't just need to, like, latch on to somebody there and be like, okay, you're my person that I'm going to talk to for the whole night. And that's why a lot of, like, business stuff, like, early on, I was listening to, like, different people talk about it. And they're like, go to a networking event by yourself. Don't bring a friend and that kind of takes away your safety net and it forces mm-hmm. you to go out and put yourself out there and have conversations and, and getting good at that, mm-hmm. I think, is the key to breaking through like different boundaries with people. Absolutely. Because it's like, I don't I don't need anything like we can talk, we can not mm-hmm. talk. We're good. And, and business wise, I think that that is a very important thing because on our side, like we hire and we work with people. And we like go after them for a reason. But that desperate energy mm-hmm. is like it it's like a cloud around people. And when they need the business, when they need when they really want to work with you, but in a way where they're like being like clingy and like over the top, it's almost an unhealthy like attachment thing. But it's like if you're like, hey, I know I'm really good at what I do and we can work together or we cannot work together. And maybe we're just like colleagues. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just homies. And that's fine. Like but I know that I have this value to offer you and I also know what it's worth and that this is what the relationship's going to be. That type of relationship I feel like is a lot more healthy than like really wanting the business and being like desperate and being like, Hey, 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 let's meet, let's talk, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. Here's what it's going to cost. And like when, if if the, if the company finally is like, okay, we're going to try it out. It's like a different energy than if like you both respect each other and and really want things to work with each other that's like a much more healthy even in a dating relationship it's the same thing like Mm -hmm. the girl who finally gives in because some dude is texting her every single freaking day Mm -hmm. like their date is probably not going to be that great yeah (laughs) honestly yeah that's one of my favorite things to do with networking is just straight up going in and not knowing anything about the other people and just getting to know them on Prince's dog is yeah. like attacking a toy right now. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, we have we have my eight year old German Shepherd and my six month year old German Shepherd Arundel Terrier mix, and it's got that puppy energy. So he's having a blast back there right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. There it is. Uh, they're the best. Um, but yeah, like going into into events and not not knowing anything about people because then you don't have that energy or nervousness or anything about yeah. like talking to the person who's um you know this this speaker at this event you know 
um, or, or whatever, just actually having like an authentic conversation with them. And then whenever you get to know them on like a personal level level, and then you're like, Hey, so what do you do? And they're like, I'm actually a panelist. You're like, Oh shit. You know? Yeah. And, um, so then if you decide to work together later, you already know that you kind of have that rapport and that you can like get along with them on a regular basis. Cause when you're working with people on a regular basis, you should probably like want to get on a call or like enjoy them as people. Otherwise they suck your energy too. You said the safety net DJ getting rid of the safety net for like networking and stuff. I think that's so important. That's basically like what I did when I was going out alone. Uh, And the benefits of that is if you go out alone and and not even just networking events, anything go out alone and, and there's two types, right? They're going out and just like chilling with yourself, but then also going out and getting out of your shell and, 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 and meeting new people. And it really helps you get out of your box. And the reason why that's so valuable because people skills, that is the most valuable skill you can have in this world is being able to connect with people. And when you go to conferences, you take so much more away rather than being the guy who's just there taking notes and keeping to himself. You'll be a lot more open to just go out and speak to people. It happens when, with clients, like, I mean, you know how it is, DJ, we go to New York and we're with our clients and we have a big event and guess what? We all go out and we're out with with people anywhere from our age to younger to 50s, 60s. And so it can be really awkward if you don't know how to connect with people. And, 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 that could strain a relationship. You could go out with some clients and they'd be like, Oh wow. Like I didn't realize so-and-so was such a dud. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, and so it it really helps you be able to, being able to interact with people from all walks of earth really is a gift and it's one worth, and it's something that you can develop. You know, some people are born with it, but it's also something that you can develop with practice. And I think it's, it's worth, especially as a creative, it's, it's worth, it's worth developing because the more people that, you know, uh, the bigger your, your field is and the more opportunities that are that are in, in doors that are able to open. Um, I've had so many experiences in life come from people that I that are not I wouldn't consider like friends necessarily. I don't hang out with them a ton, but because I've met them and we had a good time and stuff, all of a sudden three years later they end up connecting me with someone because like, oh my buddy Prince I know a guy named Prince. I met him and he does this. You should connect with him. And all of a sudden I get an email and it's like, holy cow, like who would have thought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why this stuff is so so important. It really amplifies your opportunities and it makes life works life works better with collaboration. So if you just connect with people uh and just open your heart and be an awesome person, like mm-hmm. the 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 ROI on that is seriously insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when connect with them on more than just work topics 100%. or work things like care about their life. I mean, my favorite people to work with are like the people where we do similar things. We work together a whole lot, but like we can talk about things that aren't just work. You want to lose me? Ask me what I do. Yeah. yeah. That's the fast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Catch me with some 100%. BS. Catch yeah. me with some. So yeah, nice day outside. So, uh, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an instant. Like, I'll give you a quick answer and I'm out. Yeah, like I'm yeah. good. It, like, it, <laughs> it is. And I think that that is kind of the benefit to like what we do when we network. Like 98% of the talk is not about work at all. It's literally about hobbies. It's about life. It's about family. And, and I think the goal is to break through that surface of just bullshit conversation that people have mm-hmm. and get deep with people 
and not as like a strategy or anything like that, but because you actually give a shit about people. <laughs> like it's literally like you, if you want to break that layer, you actually have to care. And if you don't care, that's fine. Just yeah. be surface. Some people will just always be surface and that's okay. But if you really care and you authentically are like, I want to know about this person. I want to yeah. know about their life. You break through that shell and they're like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we can go a little bit deeper. And I feel like that's been the benefit of us with like clients and stuff, but also just like, like people, especially people that are like famous or have some level of like clout or whatever, like everyone's approaching them wanting to take something like you were saying, like with the panelists, it's like you run into these people that are speaking and everyone's like, Oh, like we should connect. Like, let's hang out while we're at this conference. Like I want to blah, 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 blah. But if you're like, Hey, how's it going? And they're just like, they can unload a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, I know we ran into that Prince when, uh, when we met G easy, he was like, wait, 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 wait these are real people who just want to hang out and have a conversation. And he like took us back to his tour bus and he's like, everybody get out, everybody get out. Like we're going to, we're just going to have like a real conversation. But I think he needed that. He needed to connect with real people because of all the fake, like that are, that are looking for clout or looking for this or looking for that or wanted the selfie. Like we didn't even take any pictures or anything. Cause it's like, no, mm-hmm. like we're just connecting with another human being. We're kicking it to like 5 AM yeah. in his <laughs> tour bus. No photos, no, nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. And he just felt so, it was, he was so excited to just meet genuine people. And like, yeah. we were just like, yeah, bro, we Gerald. get it. Like, you're, yeah, Gerald, like we get it, bro. Like you're famous and all. And everyone up there was all over his stuff. And, uh, and we were just kicking it. And that, I mean, that's just, and we were just it more or less be you. We yeah. were ourselves. Yeah. Like we weren't trying yeah. to bring ourselves up to any level to engage him. We were just like, this Here is we who are. we are. Yeah. This is what we're about. So what's up? You know, and it resonates and that type of energy just yeah, it's magnetic. I, I feel like people really appreciate that. Like at, at a high level, at a low level, when you can just be yourself around people, like people respect that. And mm-hmm. and I but I think you can only be yourself if you know yourself. Mm-hmm. You you can't like you can't fake being yourself. Mm-hmm. And and certain people I think their bullshit meters are just really high. They can see through that. But like, I feel like 98% of the way that we handle relationships, is like, just be yourself, own your personality, understand your flaws, be open about them. The more Mm -hmm. open you are about your flaws, like the easier it is for you to deal with them, for other people to deal with them, understand, have empathy. Mm -hmm. It's just like that openness creates like, it opens doors too. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody that can't be, can only be surface with people, I think it's like, it's okay to practice like Mm -hmm. going deeper, go out by yourselves, have conversations with people, try and go deep with them. Just learn about it. Or like put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable. Like jump in an authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I've had people, uh, that, Oh yeah. There's like those people that just, you don't know them that one. They just go deep and you're like, wait, what? Like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's got his like he's got his scuba gear on and you're like, Yeah, we're just going to the pool today, bro. Like we're not trying to explore the bottom of the ocean right, right. now. Yeah. Uh, Read the room. Especially out of the yeah, especially like out of the jump. It's like, yeah. like bro, like like where did that come from? Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm right. not like I'm not about to just tell you my life story right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your biggest hurts? Yes. So tell me about I don't know tell you. me about the pain you felt in your life, Prince. Yeah. What? What was your name again? Yeah. <laughs> Um, going back to knowing yourself, um, how exhausting and just being yourself, how exhausting would it be to have to just meet a bunch of random people and be like, who am I going to put on today? Yeah. 
Like I can tell you, up with those type of people, mm. exhausting. Yeah, I, mean, I went to uh, four elementary schools, two middle schools, two high schools, uh, maybe even five elementary schools, and so I, I felt like my identity was constant. I was always the new guy, mm-hmm. and so I, it was really hard for me to be myself growing up because I was constantly just like starting over, starting over. Just as I got to know everyone, everyone got to know me. It's like boom, brand new place. And so I always had to, like, I just wanted to fit in. You got to a point where, like, I just want to fit in. So I would just kind of go with the crowd, go with the crowd. Mm. And I found myself lost. You know, I was the same way uh, in college. You know, I was, I was partly myself, but I was partly, like, wearing all these different masks depending on what I was doing. And it was exhausting. And I was binge drinking. And I was only binge drinking in college. And if you're binge drinking and stuff and, and, and doing all these like these detrimental things to your health, it's because you were lost. It's because you don't know yourself. Well, I didn't, it's I didn't, escapism. It's like exactly. It's like you're not escaping from the pain exactly. of, 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 of not wanting to sit with myself. Like, who who is this man? You know, yeah. Uh and it's it's just it's really really exhausting. The best thing you can do is to is to find yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think the the other reason that editing your circle and like being very aware of your circle is really important is because when you associate with somebody, like let's say that you associate with somebody who has a bad reputation. Like that reputation, like it's like, it's almost like a smell. It like bleeds over to you mm-hmm. and then like people see that on you. So if mm-hmm. you're like associating with somebody who like has, you know, people feel weird about them or they've made people Thanks. uncomfortable or maybe they've screwed over some people in business. And it's like when you associate with them, that becomes you're guilty by association. A lot of the times we just talked about that whole story with David Dobrik uh, earlier today how like he had some people in his group doing some shady stuff. And while he may not be like the guy that's fully responsible for it, he's now like all the press is on him. All the press is on him. His name is being dragged through the mud. And it's just because he, he kept people around who are shady people. And like it, 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 it goes in everything though. It's not just that it's like that reputation, that whatever, when you're with that person, that you are owning a part of that identity. It's like you're holding hands with that person because you're like, okay, I'm here with this person. And then the way that people see that person is going to be the way that they see you. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it, it is important to make sure that you're surrounded by the right people. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe there's situations where you can interact with that person, but is it like an all the time kind of thing? Are you going to be best friends with this person? Like just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And be secure enough in yourself that if you see things like that happening, you can call it out. Yeah, totally. Yep. Or walk away. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've had friends where I'm just like, I'm good. Like I went to high school in the projects. I had friends, you know, just trying to fit in. And I had friends that did bad things and got caught up in a lot of stuff. And uh, there was a time where I was just like, you know, I never, I was always smart enough to never do engage or join them in any of the things that they would do. Uh, but got to a point where I was like, I just need to disconnect. Like I need to just let go of these people because like, this is not, I'm not about this. Yeah. Like this is just not, 100%. I'm not about that life. Like, 100%. This is just not who I, am. I, I remember when I was younger, I was hanging with these dudes and my dad, my dad would always say this. My dad was a police officer and he'd be like, Hey, you know, if you, if, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And it's like, if you're with people that are known for something, or that like maybe like look a certain way, do certain things, 
like the result of that it's going to be what those type of people do and so he he said all this because i was hanging out with these kids these like new kids moved in and i was like hanging out with them we're out riding bikes like having fun doing whatever and i was like a pretty innocent child you know but we're like hanging out one time and we like go to walmart and they're just like in walmart and then like one of the brothers is like, hey, hey, we got to go. We got to go. And he like grabs me. And we just like run out. And his brother literally stole a bike. He just like grabbed it from Walmart and just like rode it through the store and out of the doors and just like took off with the bike. And like I was like, what is happening? Like it was just all like so fast. And I just like jumped on my bike and got out of there. And they're like, yeah, we just like took this bike and I was just like what and I was like yeah these are probably not the right people for me to be like just chilling with because they're, they're gonna do things that like that I wouldn't do oh my god Bro, <laughs> even worse I, I stole one time in my entire life it was my senior year of high school it was before our uh championship football game and it was getting a little cold and so we wanted uh ski mask gonna take your toy and so uh I'm with my two buddies one of them actually plays in the NFL right now um, and I'm with my two buddies and we played football together and we walk into Cabela's and the craziest thing is I saw my grandparents and they're leaving as they were in town for the game. My grandma looks at me, she's like, Hey, is there anything you need for your game? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't, there's nothing I need. And she would, they would have literally bought the store if I asked for it. Like they would have, whatever I needed, they just would have got right then and there. Um, and we're in the store and they look at me and they're like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to steal these masks. And I'm, and I'm dude, I am not about this life. Like I'm just not at all about this life. And so I'm sitting there and they grab the mask and they, and they leave like pros, like, like second nature. Didn't have to even think about it. Me. I picked the mask up. I'm yeah. walking back and forth. I'm looking around. I put the mask down I picked the mask up. Yep. I'm looking around. I put it back down I put the mask. Okay. I finally put it under my shirt and I'm so nervous. I do. Yeah. I look Bro, if, I might as well. I, I might as well have worn a T-shirt that said, "I stole a mask, and it's in underneath my shirt. Come get me." Yeah. Uh, and I'm walking out, and I see a security guard go right by the door, and I just literally pull the mask out, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry. I'm not a thief. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. This is not me. Like, because it's not it's me, not bro. I was are. just like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. yeah. But just, just, just trying to fit. Like, was just trying to be one of the boys, bro. Just like, did not need to be there. Did not need to. Didn't need to be hanging out like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to be doing that. Um, and luckily, you know, my father shopped a ton there. He came up, knew all the people in Cabela's and, you know, talked it out, paid for it. Uh, but dude, my parents, I couldn't even go to the football game. I was the starting cornerback and I was missing from the game and no one knew where I was at. My parents made me watch. It was televised championship game. They made me watch it in the mm-hmm. garage from the television. I was just sitting there. Didn't even get to, to go nothing for stealing, yeah. uh, for stealing. Yeah. And it was so stupid, but it, like, when you and, and you know, I was young, and obviously, like I, I hope that's not happening to you. And like when you're an adult, I hope you're not like being peer, like yeah. you know, doing making mm-hmm. silly choices like yeah. that. But that's the type of stuff that happens yep. when you're hanging out with 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 people that are the wrong people. And and, and actually, it could happen as an adult because people get drunk. Yeah. And I see people all the time get drunk in groups and do really do dumb, dumb things, yeah. especially mm-hmm. guys. I, I think knowing when to draw the line is like so important, and that's that's a lesson. Like after that that I had to learn because I was friends. I I was kind of the same way. I would like, you know, at lunch, I'd jump to like all these different tables. I was friends with like straight up, like people that were in gangs, people that were selling drugs, like all of that stuff. And people that partied a lot. Like I didn't drink or like smoke or do anything when I was in high school, but I would hang around with a lot of people that did or like people Mm -hmm. in bands and different stuff. And like, 
there was all kinds of situations where it was like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to try this? Like, we're going to do this. And, and I had to get good at being like, no, that's not, that's not who I am. And that's like, it's Mm -hmm. fine for you guys. Like absolutely no judgment. Like you do you, but like, this is just not who I am. And I think getting good at that of like drawing those lines when you go out or when you do this, or you're like, this is where I stop. This is where I Mm -hmm. stop drinking. Like when this thing happens, this is where I stop. Or I don't do things like this, whether Mm -hmm. I'm drunk or whether not, like, I have boundaries and that's okay. And like people, like you put so much weight and like pressure on yourself and you're like, oh, I don't want to disappoint them or I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. But just like own it. Just be like, yo, here's where I draw these lines and that's okay. It is Mm -hmm. what it is. Like I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge somebody for going and getting blackout drunk and, and whatever. But it's like, this is just, this is who I am and this is what I do and this is where I draw these lines. And if someone like gives you pressure for that, then mm-hmm. they don't need to be in your life. Yeah. And, and if you hang out with those people enough, they're going to understand and know yep. ahead of time that you don't do those things. And when somebody else brings it up, they're going to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like they're not about exactly. that. And, but, they, but it shows that like you don't necessarily judge them, but you're just not about it yourself. Exactly. And People respect it. Yeah, they they respect your sure. choices, especially if you if your heart. That's the thing is that if you say you're not going to do something, and then you wind up doing it, yep. they'll respect you less, <laughs> way less. Well, you're a chump at that point. Like yo, no. like yo, we can we can pressure him to do anything. Like, For exactly. sure, let's go steal that car. We we can little yo, yeah. we can talk Greg into stealing that car. No, yeah. we don't even got to do it. We can just talk Greg into doing it. He'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and just so you guys know, all this stuff applies to business as well. You know, you can't force a business relationship, can't force a friendship. Uh, and if a business relationship is sucking all your energy, you should move on. You should replace that with a better, uh, business If a client is a pain in the butt to work with. Um, you don't, you you probably shouldn't work with them. Like we, you know, we talk a lot about building long-term relationships with long-term people playing long-term games. And it's a great way to compound your business over time. That's where the focus should be. If you're working with clients that are a pain in the butt to work with, that's not going to last. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. why why exert your energy with a client that's constantly wanting revisions, constantly trying to 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 fight you on the price? Like, if someone like that's another big one too, negotiating. Like, if someone like everyone's like, oh, negotiating is such a great skill and blah blah blah. Like, yeah, like it is, but at the same time, like you should work with people like that. You can just come to an agreement. Like, if someone's always trying to squeeze you, like, do you really want to work with someone that's always trying to squeeze you on they your don't price? Respect you? Yeah. Like, they don't. They like, appreciate your. They treat you like a product. You're com- you're a commodity. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to. You trust me. You don't want to be in those relationships. Like, and 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 those types of relationships will never grow. Like, it's mm-hmm. never going to be something special. Um, and so you got to be really aware of those things in business. Yeah. Well, it's it's the equivalent of like the peer pressure kind of thing because like even for even for even for money, it's like if a brand is trying to get you to do something that maybe is like borderline sketchy or like is something that you don't want to do or doesn't align with your values and they're like, oh, we'll totally pay you for it. They're like trying to flex their, they're trying to flex in that way. And if it's just not. <laughs> Sorry, I, no, I just no, saw Tess. Tess tried to grab it and Zika just jumps on. He's like, nah, <laughs> you can't take that. It's mine. Um, But when brands try to do that, they try and push you outside of your comfort zone. I feel like a lot of people are scared to correct them or scared to like bring it up and be like, no, this isn't what I do. But I think drawing those lines drawing those boundary lines makes people respect you a lot more Mm -hmm. and being like, we work with people like this. And like, I mean, we just had this experience, like 
very recently, but it's like a brand. They didn't understand their relationship with us. And they were like kind of trying to flex a little bit, but also just like, you know, what's up. And, and we came to them and we were like, you know, we, we don't have to work together. Like we feel like we have a lot to bring to the table, but if this meeting is, is, is what this is going to be, then that's okay. And that's like, we're not offended and we hope you're not offended, but like, this is just, this is what we do. And, and this is the value that we bring. And like, if you're not going to see it, someone else will. And that's okay. I think it's really okay to do that. And like being afraid. It's important. You got to stand for something. Mm -hmm. If you don't stand for something, people will walk all over you in relationships. If you don't stand for, like, if you don't have, it goes back to, it goes back to core beliefs. If someone doesn't identify with my core beliefs, then it's, then I have to say something and I have, if someone's Mm -hmm. trying to walk on me, I have to stand my ground and I have to speak up because that's not a relationship you want to engage in. Because if that's how you're starting the relationship off, imagine Mm -hmm. what it'll be like later (laughs) on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, I think rejection is, it hurts. It definitely rejection hurts, but it's like better a small rejection up front than a big rejection later or a devastating Mm -hmm. rejection later. And that's Mm -hmm. where my mind goes is like, it's okay. Like people are so afraid of something not working out or like a rejection or being like, Oh, I'm going to get shot down in business. But it's like, you look at people who are successful and they've been rejected so many times. And it's like, how you posture yourself when you get rejected, Mm -hmm. when like you don't fit in or when there's this or when there's that, but it's like, it's like, okay, am I going to just give up now? Am I going to change everything about myself because I got rejected? Or am I, am I just going to continue on? And you might have to try a few friend groups to find the one that works for you. I've been and that's rejected okay. so many times in yeah. my life that my first handle was at rejection. <laughs> Is that true? Okay. Uh, no, but it's like, it's like this. It's like you might have to try on a few different jackets to find one that works for you. Facts. But you're going to look like an idiot. If it's you, a process. Yeah. If the first jacket you try on and it's like a little too small, but you're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to wear this one. I'm going to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And it's like wearing a coat that's too small for you. And then it's like you do that with your shoes and you do that with this. And your life starts to become uncomfortable because you're so afraid of rejection that you just accept the first thing that comes to you. Mm-hmm. And like it's okay to try on multiple things to see what fits and yes. what works for your life. And sometimes... At a certain point, something's not working, and I think it's really okay to like at least have the conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And like, and and I've experienced that in my life where it's like, yes, there's a rejection there. Like even even in working, it was like I was working at a company and it like wasn't a great fit. And like I had a conversation with the CEO and we talked about it. And like I was like, you know what, this this isn't right for me. This this whole situation, like it it doesn't fit the life that I want and we're going to part ways peaceably. And like, they, they straight up like gave me work leaving, gave me clients, but because it was like something we could talk about, Mm -hmm. it was a very grown up way. And, and did I feel rejected? Maybe a little bit, but I was also like, you know what? This isn't what I want. And Mm -hmm. I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And everything's a lot better now because of it. And to, to wrap things up, uh, I think a great exercise this week would be, uh, to reject someone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Get outside of your comfort zone. You know, uh, if you're if you're one of those people that's kind of closed off, you should really get out 
alone go you know go out into social settings you know the 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 united states is opening up and 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 you know spring is here get out and do things alone and 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 strike up conversations with people and get outside of your box and 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 it's beautiful you'll love like it's painful at first but you will love the process and you will begin to blossom uh, if you're lost, spend some time with yourself and try to get to know yourself, you know, write down what, what are things you like doing? What are things you don't like doing? Stop doing those things. Who do you like hanging out with? Who do you don't act? Like, there's people that you hang out with that I'm sure you actually don't like hanging out with and write that down. Stop hanging out with those people and hang out with those other people more often. And I think that's a really great start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Content this week. I got content this week, bro. Oh, Stimmy. Snap. He came Stimmy. Right bro. Hold on. Yeah. You should go first because I got to pull up my tweets. I Hashtag Stimmy Saturday. Yeah, yeah. the Stimmy the Stimmy tweets are so great. I have one. Yeah, actually, let's hear it. Uh, so it's a it's a um it's actually a Spotify playlist, which like Ooh. I'm not usually about Spotify's playlists yeah. per se, um, but I started listening. Um, I've been doing it for a while, but I got back into it, into classical for studying, which is just kind of like, or just classical music in the background in general, because I, as I said earlier, sometimes I like drown out, uh, things with like, or drown out my silence with music or with, um, like podcasts or something. But, um, I feel like music, instrumental music, um, it still allows you to kind of like go through your thoughts totally um and so like while i'm cooking or while i'm like hiking or something um it's just kind of it's like soothing but then it also gives me the space to either be silent in my thoughts Mm -hmm. or to really think about and dig into the things that i need to so and i've actually really liked it it's one of the like only spotify curated playlists that i really Mm. loved i love instrumental music yeah it like it, it almost lets you fill in the gaps mm-hmm. and like really like if you take a normal song and take away the words like your brain kind of fills in what the words should be or what mm-hmm. the feeling should be and it mm-hmm. kind of what's crazy is you can listen to the same song instrumental song like i don't know if you listen to like explosions in the sky yeah. or like mm-hmm. i mean this is more like rock it's not classical at all but depending on what mood you're in, Explosions in the, sky the song takes a different tone yeah. for sure. And it's like your brain is filling in like the spaces mm-hmm. and it allows you to get creative. So I listen, I mostly listen to instrumental music. Um, I love instrumental music. I, I find myself in a much more flow state like manner. Uh, and as I've gotten older and I've been just a lot more aware of myself and, and being the picture maker, I realize I don't really want to listen to the words of a lot of this music because it's just trash. And I know mm-hmm. subconsciously and subliminally I'm, I'm loading my mind with nonsense. And so yeah. I just, mm-hmm. uh, I limit, I'm not, I still love rap music and various things. I listen to it from time to time, but I don't, I'm not like, I'm not bumping that stuff a lot in my house. Well, words, words have power. They have a lot of power. Words mm-hmm. have meaning for yeah. sure. Uh, and, and, and once you understand that you, you, you become a lot more aware and you're like, eh, don't really need to be listening to that song. I don't partner with uh, that. <laughs> but the fun thing about instrumental music, I get creative. Like I was listening to the Naval podcast the other day and uh, I'll put like, I'll throw up, I'll pull up Apple podcast and put the spot, the, the, the podcast on and then I'll pull up Spotify and put on like Tom day or some dope instrumental music. 
and I'll put it like at a lower setting. And so I can listen to podcasts with music in the background. I do the same thing with audio books too. Yeah. Sometimes audio books can be a little dry. So I'll find like a, a, a dope soundtrack, like the, I forget which, what book it was. It was like the, the book about like the whole story behind Bitcoin. It was something I listened to like three, four five years ago, but I, B- Bitcoin billionaires. No, 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 oh. no. It's an old one. Gotcha. Um, but I listened to it with the soundtrack of magic sword. Oh, nice. And it was so, so epic. Um, it might've been the Bitcoin, uh, standard, uh, no, it was called digital gold. Oh, digital gold. Yep. And it was just, it's basically just like this cyberpunk book about how like these hackers created this technology and why they did it. And it's got like this like attitude to it, the guy yeah. reading it. And then I had like, like this, like eighties, like, yeah. And it was just so epic. And it was, dude, it made, it was the book went from like, okay, this is chill to like, this is insane. Like yeah. it's so captivating. I, I think music is like a window to your soul. Honestly, it's like a, it's almost like a backdoor to like connect to your, to your brain and to your soul. Like mm-hmm. we associate songs with memories, like love. There's like love songs. There's songs that are, you're like angry when you listen to them and they bring up all it's, it's like scent. It's like, mm-hmm. it brings up all these emotions and I almost feel like it's connected to a different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. But I, I love classical specifically. It like, I don't know. It like opens it up and just like opens up your brain. And if you can mm-hmm. sit with it and like just follow the ups and downs and mm-hmm. stuff, it like it can take you somewhere. Brings me sure. back to the Renaissance. Yeah, it yeah. takes me back to my fourteen hundred <laughs> self. Yeah, yeah. So these stimmy tweets, bro. Direct Stimmy. deposit fourteen hundred. Me at the dollar store. Where the two dollar stuff at? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fourteen hundred dollars per child. Hold up, Mari. Maybe those baby does look like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Direct deposit fourteen hundred dollars. Me at Red Lobster. Uh, let me get the whale. Yeah, bro. The Stimmy. If you guys haven't seen the Stimmy memes, the Stimmy jokes, just jump on Twitter, search Stimmy jokes or Stimmy memes, and they're absolutely hilarious. And that's my content for the week. Nice. I love the internet. Yeah. So do I, bro. Um, okay, my content for this week is a YouTube channel, actually. I just discovered a really, really good YouTube channel from Casey Neistat's brother, um, which is really interesting. What's his name? See. Joey Neistat? His name is Van. Van. Ooh, um, Van Neistat? Ooh, yeah. That's kind of dope. It's, um, it is really, really interesting because I love Casey Neistat, but I didn't realize the impact that his older brother had on his creativity his life like even just the way that he is is so interesting that like almost like it's like all of the Casey Neistat without the Casey Neistat it's very like the way that he's so meticulous about different things and like very like process oriented and like you see his studio like his New York studio like his brother built that place and then his brother moved to LA and so, like, all of the drawers and, like, the way everything's labeled and, like, down to everything. So, so they worked together and they had a show, like, back in the day that was really cool. It was, like, on HBO. But they managed this art exhibit in New York for this guy. And it was basically, like, this crazy thing with, like, all these, like, moving parts and toys and, and whatever. And his brother Van was, like, the rep- repairman for this, for this art museum. And he 
basically kind of got famous from being the repair guy. So like he had this like repair station that he built out and he like labeled everything and it was like this perfectly it's like the the same as like a perfectly organized garage with all the tools in the right place, mm. all the right tools, everything like that. Well, he like made this. I don't it was in two places. It was in New York and I think it was in Paris. I think the when it when it really blew up, it was in Paris. But and it just said repair station and people started bringing uh bringing their stuff to get fixed because they thought that that's like what this was like at the museum and then like van started the guy started fixing stuff for them and then he became famous for just like everyone would bring stuff and he would like repair jewelry he would repair like electronics and he he like would hack it together but in a way that just looks like kind of aesthetic like casey neistat's aesthetic is like from his brother but he's like a dude who like drives like a vintage land cruiser like diesel land cruiser and he's like i'm obsessed with my 30 year old truck because like the way the doors shut and because of the way it sounds when i start it and like all of these things or like you see like a gate that he built so his like kid doesn't fall down the stairs and it has like all these little things like the the um the foot thing knocks down so like the kid can't push it open and like the thing swings in the right way and it's like magnetized so that it like shuts the right way and it's like <laughs> all of those like very meticulous like small details i'm not like that necessarily but i like really appreciate when like a designer or somebody who's building something puts those little extra touches on it and yep. this is the way that his brain works mm-hmm. all the time or like a, a perfect example of it is like he has a typewriter and he's like super tired of loading the paper and so he gets this like receipt paper that has a roll and he like puts the things through it and like makes it so it's like an unlimited paper typewriter and then you only have to change the roll like every so often and then and then cuts it or like he's annoyed with the way the tape cutters never like the the things always break on them and so he builds this like giant table thing with the tape cutter so that the tape cuts right every time things like that that's That's sick bro yeah so I got to, to wrap it up. We have an audio message, uh, from a listener of the podcast. I'm going to blank out their name. Uh, but it's a pretty sweet message. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for us. Oh my gosh. Um, I just listened to your last podcast for the second time in a row and I am so freaking fired up. It was the absolute perfect message, um, especially coming back um, from my first ayahuasca ceremony where I feel like I have completely just stepped up in life and entered in a a phase I never thought existed for myself. Um, So this was really encouraging and also so badass that it was coming from you guys because like I already know your voices so well so I felt like the whole time I was just sitting in on a phone call with all of us um but yeah I'm like oh my friends are so wise uh, but seriously you guys are kicking so much ass with this and like I, I think you can hear it in my voice I'm like bubbling with excitement because I just got so fired up from hearing that um I'm like bossing up on this project I'm doing a music video for Sway Lee and Chelsea Collins and uh it's crazy I'm like shutting down this hotel and I'm like listening to it as I was on my way to a location scout and I was like yes like exactly like leveling up and thinking about it in like every possible area of my life I was like taking notes as I was driving um because I had this one note called um a notepad on my phone called boss notes and anytime I get something that's like I need to record this for my boss babe for like my queen self um i put a lot in there and i'm really interested in that um archetype book that you were talking about because i think that you mentioned something that it's 
like understand your archetype as you have these like i just said like oh my queen self my boss self but it's like well do you have those qualities of a queen like do you have those qualities of as a boss um and i think that that is such an important thing to know about yourself is know exactly who you are that way you can lean into that um and play to those strengths so bravo and deep bow my friends very deep bow Dope. Don't share that. I haven't even responded to her. I gotta, I gotta at least. She sent me that like on Wednesday. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't recording it for the audio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've Tuesday. Been, I gotta. I'm so savage. I've but. gotten the best. <laughs> I've gotten the best podcast feedback from the last few episodes. Like a lot of people reaching out. So if if you hear this and you feel like it's something that would be relevant, I would say share it. Share it with somebody and. Just like send it, cause yeah, like we just we want what's best for people, and we're just talking about our experiences in our life. And if it, if you feel like it's gonna resonate with somebody, send it to them. Mm-hmm. Yep, and be sure to leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at two zero eight three nine one two eight four four. That's two zero eight three nine one two eight four four. Other than that, be sure to follow us on at Art of Visuals. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you guys next week. Cheers. See you guys. Bye. And thanks, Tess, for jumping in. Thank you, Tess. (laughs) It's been great. Yes.